For the News and Observer, I'm Don Vaughn, Capitol Bureau Chief and host of Under the Dome, and you're listening to our latest episode for the week of October 23rd, 2023. My guest today is State Senator Benton Sori, and if you're watching the YouTube version of this, we are in his office at the Legislative Building on Thursday afternoon when maybe Redistricting Committee is still in or we're just out. Um, so anyway, uh, Senator Sori is a freshman senator representing Johnston County, where he grew up. He went to NC State for undergrad and law school at the University of South Carolina. He was an intern in 2005. So thanks for being on. Sure. It was great to be on. Uh, so let's talk about how you got involved in politics. You said you were an intern. Were you an intern for a person, for the party? So I started uh, when I came to NC State looking something to do. Um, went down to uh, Republican headquarters, which was on Hillsborough Street at the time, and, and asked for you know something, uh, an internship, and started there entering data. Uh, just, you know, it was 2005, and you would, you would take sheets and you enter into some of the GOP databases. Uh, enjoyed that and got, got to um, interact with some people and do some different things and then applied up here and actually worked for um, Senator Berger as an intern for a couple of years and then okay. um, Senator Apodaca as an intern um, and just got involved and stayed involved from there. So before Berger had a leadership position. That's right. He, he was the minority leader at the time. Okay. Um, he was the minority leader. I think he was in Senator Robinson's office down on the first floor of the legislative building. Um, it was a here, Cody Han was his attorney, and um, she's Sarah Holland now, who's the clerk. She oh, was yeah. his press secretary. Uh, Daryl, who's still with him in boards and commissions, was the chief of staff at the time. So it was a it was it was a really neat experience to work and kind of see how uh, the Senate operated and learn from them at the time and uh, make some great relationships. So what was not yet Senate Leader Berger like back then? I, he's a, I would say he's uh, uh, he's unchanged. He's always been a steady leader. Uh, he's very patient. He's very thoughtful. Um, I, you know, I, I think I would probably say he's the same guy in 2023 as he was in 2005, at least. More powerful now, though. Right? Uh, certainly. Oh, yeah, a lot. A lot. A lot's changed. Uh, I mean, you know, j- just being on the other side and having those policy choices. Right. Yeah. So you're a freshman and there's a supermajority. So what is that like? When you came in, there wasn't a total Republican supermajority, but there wasn't the Senate. Um, so is it, did the dynamic change with, um, Yes, my you know my political party has control, but I'm new here, kind of. Mm-hmm. But you're already familiar because you know, you knew Senator sure. Berger before, you knew others before. So what was that like coming in as a freshman? It's it's been um, it uh, it's certainly being part of the supermajority with both chamber, chambers has been interesting. It's um it, you know you have a policy idea you can you could it's easier to get it from beginning to end. Uh, and I've seen some other freshmen um, on the other side of the aisle. You know that they've had you know, some good policy ideas, but just hasn't been able to, to move just because of the, the position where they are. And they have been able to build the coalition. Um, they probably wanted to, but, um, you know, I've had a chance to pass some bills this session. Um, I've had a chance to be part of some conference committees and even chair some conference committees um, in, you know, 10 months and 23 days by the time this process, uh, this podcast airs and to be able to look and say that, you know, some, some things I worked on have actually become law in North Carolina. It's pretty amazing. So let's talk about um, two different bills. There's House Bill 125, which is a House bill, but you chaired the conference committee report on it. That went through, became law, Cooper signed it. And then another one, or maybe more than one, but we'll talk about Senate Bill 671, which was referred to rules, which is great if it means the next stop is the floor. Not so great (laughs) if rules is its final stop, right? So what was the um, conference committee report? I was uh, reading it. It's a variety of 
like healthcare job stuff from having law enforcement and emergency departments to military licenses to hearing aids. So was that different pieces of a bill that ended up in conference report and they just said, okay, you usher all this through, but it's such a variety pack of things. How do you get consensus on it? Yeah, so 125 started out as, I believe, the Safe Surrender Act, um, which got lumped in the Senate Bill 20. So it was a vehicle okay. to be used for something else. Um, so at the time, we were looking for some places to put some Senate priorities uh, from healthcare on it. And, um, and, and folks knew that I was passionate about um, hospital violence and the hospital safety. Uh, my wife works at a hospital. Um, mm-hmm. I've heard stories. I've seen what her colleagues go through. I've seen what she goes through, and just just how difficult that is. You know, we have a healthcare shortage today, um, and you know, certainly getting more talent in the pipeline is a part of, and expanding Medicaid is a part of it. But you also have to create an environment where they're safe. Um, you know, our local hospital in Johnson County sees thousands of incidents every year. Um, and Representative Dr. Reeder was passionate about this as well and worked on the topic and, and, and done some great work getting it across the finish line of the House side. So I took part of that, put it in 125, uh, modified some provisions in it. We, we found some other Senate priorities um, um, that, that we thought were very, very important. And we packaged them together and, uh, and, and thought we put together a pretty good bill that passed the Senate eventually. Um, you know, the next step of that was really fascinating because obviously the House didn't concur. Um, so I got to be part of a negotiation on a, on a conference committee and actually chair the conference committee on it. Um, and seen a midnight on the last day of session before we recently adjourned and came back. <laughs> We're getting conference board signed, getting it voted on and horse trading to see what provisions we get in place. It was it was a learning experience. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm thankful the Senator Raven and Senator Berger let me have that opportunity. How did you, did you pitch it to them? Did they like, but, but how does that work where you end up getting to be a conference chair? I think it was, you know, they saw the work that I did taking 125 through the Senate side um, and kind of building um, lots of different provisions and priorities. And, and um, you know, so, so when I did ask uh, Senator Raven if I could be part of this, I, I think he was more inclined to do so just based on the work that I had done. Um, and probably as much as anything, just to try to see if you know I'm worth my salt as a freshman. <laughs> so sometimes Raven, Senator yeah. Raven, for I, I think most people who listen to the yeah. podcast know who Senator Bill Raven is. Um, but rules cherry is the one that controls yeah. the flow of, of bills. So sometimes it just goes to rules mm-hmm. and, and doesn't leave. So are you sir, are you at the point now, far enough into your um, you know freshman term that you? know when things are going to go or that, you know, you like something, maybe your constituents want you to file. And if it doesn't happen this session, maybe it'll happen one day as far as, you know, trying to move something, even though you don't know where it's going to end up. I think so. If he's listening, Senator Raven's great. Um, <laughs> he's, uh, he, no, and I really appreciate he's, he's been a great mentor and a great friend. And I've really enjoyed working with him this session. He's given me some opportunities. I don't think I would have expected to have had otherwise. But the uh, but but I think you know from day one to month ten I understand the process and kind of the feel and, and what they're looking for in the legislation, what what's the legislation that's going to move, what's the legislation that's not, um, you know some things that I think are just really really great pieces of, pieces of policy. I've got to understand there there are thirty members in our caucus, there are fifty members. Some might not be great for Craven County, um, um, and you have to keep those dynamics in mind and you know kind of work through that. You know, and part of it is advocating within the caucus and advocating within, um, you know, different committees to see if you can actually get something dislodged. Um, so, yeah, I, I think I've gotten a much better grasp of the process at this point. So with redistricting, 
I mean, you represented Johnston County before. Yeah. It looks like the map you are. Explain to people listening why why that is. Yeah, so Johnston County um, isn't going to change in the Senate map. I knew that you know, at the beginning of the year. I know that today. I knew that last week. Uh, we are a whole county district, um, you know, part of the, the grouping based on the Stevenson case, which actually came from Johnston County, um, you know, requires these county groupings using this formula. In Johnston County, this time for first time ever, we hit the population uh, number right on the head. So we have to be a whole county district, just like Onslow County has to be a whole county district. So it's been very relaxing for me to watch this process um, as it unfolds. All right, we're going to take um, a quick break. When we come back, we're going to talk more about Johnston County, which some people call Joko now. So I'm going to ask <laughs> what you think about that. And I'm sure people that live in Johnston County have thoughts too. I'm also going to ask Senator Sori what he likes from the legislative cafeteria or snack bar and then our picks for headliner of the week. We'll be right back. You're listening to Under the Dome. I'm Capitol Bureau Chief Don Bond here with Republican State Senator Benton Sori of Johnston County. Before the break, we were talking about some of the legislation he's been pushing and a little bit about Johnston County. So you're from there. You grew up, or you live in Clayton now? Did you grow up in Clayton? Live in Clayton now. Grew up in Smithfield. Um, long time. Uh, or my family's been there a long time. At least grandmother still lives there. Mom and dad are there. Um, I like some of the campaign trail. The four generations of my family currently live in Johnston County. So we're, we're pretty committed to the community. So I've lived in your neighbor, Wake County, for well, no, at least 15, mm. more than 15 years. And I thought, you know, Johnston County is the county next to Wake right. County. And in the past few years, it's been called Joko. <laughs> so tell me, tell me what you think as a as a Johnstonian county, like however you yeah, describe I, I, that. I, I what about Joko? My, my, my preference is that it remains Johnston County. Uh, I mean, I get it. It's, it's it's an easy name. It's catchy. It's got a jingle and probably looks good on car bumper stickers. But um, so you don't I, say Joko? I, I, I try not to. I prefer Johnston County. What's your um, does your family have a vote? Like what what does everybody else think? I don't. I, I, I would assume that they probably prefer Johnston too. Yeah. Um, as the kids get older, they might they might change their minds. Who's on a campaign sign? I guess if you're you know. Oh yeah, no, it's well, it's, it's it's really easy to put on stickers and uh, t-shirts. In fact, I think our local Republican Party is you know Joko GFB or something. Okay. Like that. Yeah. Well, since you mentioned that, yeah. you were their general counsel for a time, yeah. and then you also ran for your seat before. So tell us about that. Yeah. So in 2016, when uh, my uh, current colleague Senator Newton uh, ran for attorney general, he not Paul Newton, yeah, uh, Bug Newton, yeah, right. Senator Senator <laughs> Bug Newton, uh, he ran for attorney general. He opened up the seat that was uh, Northern Johnston, part of Wilson, part of Nash, and it was an open seat. Nobody from Johnston County was running for it, so I gave it a shot. Um, lost barely, uh, just over 600 votes in the primary election, but it was a good experience. Learned a lot. Uh, came back and tried it again, and here we are. Did you think um, after that loss, did you think, well, I want to, you know, try again, depending on if I think I can win? Did you think about local government, different things? What what were you doing in those few years in between, I guess? It's, you know, it's all about the right opportunity and timing. Um, it, it was, you know, at the time it was an open seat. Yeah, I, I was not going to run against an incumbent. I was not going to run against somebody that I had respect for um, in a county commission seat or a house seat or something of that nature. You know, this came up. It was open. Uh, had some encouragement to try it again. And uh, family was in a good place. So, um, so yeah, it was a Plus, you know, I, I had experience in the Senate, had experience working with some of the people that were still here, a lot of respect for the leadership, and um, you know, glad to be back here and do what I can for the county. What other candidates did you, have you worked with over the years or, or helped support? 
Well, the first statewide candidate I worked with was uh, um, Les Merritt in his 2008 campaign for state auditor. Um, he lost that year to our current auditor, Beth Wood. Um, I remember, I think one of the first General Assembly candidates I worked for was uh, Neil Hunt, who represented part of Wake County at the time. Um, been involved in a lot of local races, a lot of county commission races, a lot of state house races. Um, uh, just try to stay involved. There are lots of different ways you can do so. Do you want to say, I mean, some of, I'm trying to know if any other senators, I know on the House side, they've talked about, um, when I had um, House Majority Leader Bell on, he talked about how he liked DeSantis and the Republican presidential primary, um, and some other people have signed on to that. Not everybody wants to talk about primaries mm -hmm. at, at any level. Is there anyone that you support at, you know, any particular race, the gubernatorial primary yet, or pres presidential, anything else? Well, so... Uh, you know, there, there's a there, there are a lot of good candidates out there. Um, I think President Trump um, is probably the front runner in that field, and you know the Republican base certainly in Johnson County supports him. Um, Mark Robinson, you know, I've had a relationship with um, Lieutenant Governor Robinson for um, a couple years now. At this point, um, you know, he is a unique and charismatic candidate, uh, and I think he's got, he's definitely got the uh, uh, Republican nomination for governor locked up at this point. What do you think about the latest one that just entered yesterday as we're talking on Thursday, Bill Green? You know, um, it was funny. I saw that headline when it came out, and uh, I recall he ran in 2008. Mm -hmm. um, I, I the, the data that I've seen um, has shown that Lieutenant Governor Robinson is almost more popular with Republican primary voters than Donald Trump is with Republican primary voters in North Carolina, um, at least in Johnson County. He is, um, I, I just, you know, I have a lot of respect for um, what Bill Graham has done. Is, um, you know, he, he's, he's been very active politically. Um, he's, uh, I just, I just don't know if I can see anybody right now that can beat Lieutenant Governor Robinson. And just thinking at the primary, is it pretty much all about the primary within the party than looking toward the general as far as when you think about who? Um, who you support, or I guess more like what you think voters, you know, base voters will go for. Well, I, I think you, you've got a, you, you have a historic candidate with Lieutenant Governor Robinson. Um, you know, the, the first African-American uh, Republican candidate who's, uh, who's who's bringing out new voters to, um, you know, the polling place. Um, so, I mean, I, I don't think, uh, I've heard a lot of talk about people saying, oh yeah, he's a great primary candidate, but not necessarily in the general election. Well, I mean, I I don't think that's the case at all. I think he's going to bring new people over to the Republican Party that have never voted Republican before. Um, as you know, we try and build a, a base, especially going to the next election cycle. Um, I think people are going to be very surprised by how he performs. What do you, any other thoughts on 2024? Any other races at, at any level of government? Well, let's see. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, all 170 people yeah, yeah, right. in this building um, are going to be on various ballots in, oh, yeah. in their jurisdiction. So. Um, I'll move on to something a little bit lighter about this building and the food here. The oh, first yeah. time I ever have a, a lawmaker or staff on, I ask what their go-to item is or favorite item in the legislative building or the cafeteria or the snack bar or if you eat the LOB. Ooh. All right, snacks. So the snack bar is included in that. Yeah, okay, I'd say right. it crosses. So in in the morning, um, I like to get a breakfast sandwich from the snack bar. I get a uh, um, bacon. 
egg and cheese sandwich with one egg fried on white toast um, and a Coke from the fountain machine. Um, and I'll sit down there and have it. At lunchtime, I mean, this is probably something a 12-year-old eats, um, but I, I really like grilled cheese and French fries. I know we can pretty good grilled cheese down there. The snack bar does grilled uh, cheese? Uh, the, uh, the cafeteria. Oh, the cafeteria. Yeah, cafeteria. Does. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I get the grilled cheese from Carl's Kitchen a few blocks like further downtown. Yeah. That's pretty good. So yeah. uh, when Senator Johnson was on, his favorite item is the mixed fruit jelly. So not even something you make. Just the you know. So I think you're covered with grilled cheese. Uh, when I heard him say that, I was a little disappointed he didn't talk about his, uh, you know, the ketchup reference he has down there. What do you mean? Well, he so he has a very strong opinion on Heinz ketchup versus Hunt's ketchup. Oh, okay. Um, and he actually so so they have Heinz mustard in the cafeteria, but only Hunt's ketchup. Um, so he prefers his Heinz ketchup instead. Of asking that is interesting. Yeah. Well, I've noticed like the drink machines. It's got Coke on one side and Pepsi right, on the yeah. other. Almost like they wanted Coke products, but then they're like, well, Pepsi, Newburn, <laughs> right? Hey, let's go North Carolina. Something yeah. here. Okay. All right. Um, before we wrap up, let's get to our picks for headliner of the week. We have similar headliners um, in a different capital area. Mine are all of the memes of that Patrick McHenry, uh, photos of Patrick McHenry as he, I don't know, as by the time people listen to this on Monday, speaker, temporary speaker, maybe right. never again speaker, maybe permanent speaker, who knows, um, Patrick McHenry, who is, of course, from North Carolina, because all roads lead to and from North Carolina. But that means <laughs> of McHenry, who has a very specific um, aesthetic, I guess. Sure, yeah. um, so that's that's my headliner. Um, Senator, sorry, who or what is your headliner? So similar theme, but the representative Mike Collins Twitter account, um, you know, just just giving the satirical play by play, because at some point, I guess, you know, the, the reality is so exhausting, you might as well laugh about it. Um, yeah. I appreciate that levity to the situation. He's been really good about it. I imagine that even when caucus can get, um, maybe not on the Senate side, but in the House side anyway, um, here, it really doesn't compare yeah. to... Um, McCarthy and, and Gates. No, caucus. no, no. We, I don't know if we've had anybody yell at each other, tell somebody to you know, <laughs> sit down and, you know, that type of dramatic flair they're having up there. Um, yeah, that's been interesting. Paula. Yeah, different uh, different vibe in our, our state Senate here. All right. Well, we are out of time, Senator Sorry, Thank you for yeah. being on. Thanks Appreciate for having me. Time. Um, Don Vaughn for the News and Observer. Thanks for listening. And we'll talk to you next time. For more from our politics team, subscribe to the News and Observer at newsobserver.com slash subscribe. Follow us on Twitter at Under the Dome and NC Insider and sign up for our weekly political newsletter, also called Under the Dome, at newsobserver.com slash newsletters. Thanks for listening.